Accrediting Excellence, the international authority for professional coaching and mentoring, proudly presents both sides of the coin. Do you work with clients who feel unseen, stuck, or are no longer advancing at work? How as coaches can we help them take positive steps career-wise? Today we get some top tips. Welcome to Both Sides of the Coin, a podcast produced by the IAPC and M. We're a leading accreditation body and our aim is to increase public confidence and to raise industry standards by enforcing a rigorous accreditation process that ensures the quality of professional coaches and mentors. The podcast is aptly named Both Sides of the Coin because we talk to both a coach or mentor and one of their clients to explore both sides of the coaching mentoring intervention, what works and what doesn't. As the proverb says, iron sharpens iron. Before we get started, let me introduce myself. I'm Jenny Butter, your host and an accredited master coach, and I've been coaching for 10 years, mainly in the area of career, transition and life coaching. Joining me today are Julia Kurt and her client, Jane. Julia is a career coach based in Geneva. She runs workshops for businesses, leads the Noble Manhattan Coaching Programme in Switzerland, as well as works with people mid-career who feel unseen, stuck or are no longer advancing. She works with these clients so they can get promoted or make a positive change career-wise. Her client, Jane, has been working for the same corporation for several years and wanted some coaching to help her find a new role and direction. I'm going to start with Julia and flip over the coin and then speak with Jane. Julia, tell me about yourself. Thank you, Jenny. Yes, me, Julia, origin Turkish, grew up in Germany and then moved again back to Istanbul as I was 18 during teenager ages. And I started my career in Istanbul really, really low. Uh, starting from state secretary and then advancing in a multinational company, which was Reuters, the different occupations, different positions. And then in 2005, I got the job offer to move to Geneva, Switzerland with my family, which I did. Again, occupying many global roles. And about be just before the pandemic, I was made redundant. And I thought, you know what? You do lots of stuff for your employees. You do facilitate workshops. People are coming to you. I was acting as a mentor then, uh, back then as well. And I thought, I can do it myself, but I need to have as well a diploma. So I did my coaching diploma, started my own company, got my accreditation as well by the IAPCM. And here we are as a coach. I'm acting and helping and assisting people, business professionals who started enthusiastically, but then after a while, don't feel happy anymore at their workplace. And we discover with them what would be their next career move. And that could be staying in the same company, moving, moving different departments, trying to be promoted, or maybe completely changing the company or completely changing the pathway to become an entrepreneur. Every individual is different. So I'm really, really happy to do this. It really gives me huge reward to see people advancing and each step counts here. So I'm happy to be a coach, acting as a coach, and I love what I'm doing. So when you start with a client, tell me what process do you take them through? Absolutely. Of course, first, as we all do as coaches, we have an intake session 
That means we meet each other, we greet each other, we see if, if we fit, because that's important. If what I'm delivering is according to what the expectation of the coachee of my client is. Once we agree on a coaching journey, then what I do normally is about listening, listening, and listening. Because that's the most important part, to understand where the client is coming from. What's the history? So it's actually not me talking. It's actually the client who talks. So that I understand the background, where they're coming from, how they even grew up. Uh, also, family situation plays a huge role in each of the clients that I coached, because this is where our misbeliefs or our own perception comes from. And then the current situation, what they have done so far to understand what actions have been taken so far, and then thinking about, okay, where do we stand now? Like fact-finding. It's like project management, shall I say. Like fact-finding. Where do we stand now? And what do you want to achieve? But it's interesting. Sometimes the client comes up with an idea, let's say, to say, hey, you know what? I want to advance. I want to have higher positions. I want to be on a director. However, once we are digging into a bit of values, a bit of strength, a bit about what's important for the client, this goal might change. And sometimes the client even discovers, oh, actually, you know what? This is not what I want. What I want is harmony at the workplace. And at the moment I'm working at, not, I'm not happy with the manager that I'm working with, or I don't like what I'm doing at the moment. I need to have more creativity. So the goal might change throughout the journey. That's why I always do check-ins about, okay, what do you feel about this? How does this resonate with your actual goal? But what I hear about, so challenging the client as well. And guess what? The client, him or herself, is, is discovering this even. I don't even need to do a lot. I'm just questioning and being curious and open-minded without any judgment. Taking that a step further, if somebody comes to you really stuck, what powerful question might you ask just to help open their mind to different possibilities? You know what I apply as well? It's not only coaching that I apply. So I apply as well a mix between of mentoring and coaching. Because each client comes up with a, with a set of a mind which is sometimes closed because that's why you're stuck. You can't see anymore. So I give lots of experiences and, and from my own work experience, right, from my own background and also some path and some choices and some visions and some visuals about what could be possible. possible. And the powerful questions do lie in that. What happens if you don't achieve that, for example? How would you feel about this? What would be the consequences? What would be the worst that can happen? What would be the ideal situation? How do you see yourself? How do you want to be perceived by others? For example, when you are at a retirement party. So you're retired. Let's, let's envisage the scenario. You're retired and someone is speaking, giving a toast. What would you like that person say about you? Or even how you would like to be perceived by your family, by your friends. So it's not only work. We as human beings are complex and each 
dimension has got a huge impact on the client and how they see their career or professional life. So these are some kind of examples that I use. A bit of visionary, a bit of breathing techniques to really come to yourself and questions around what would you like not to regret have done? Really superb questions and top tips there for us, Hulia. Um, have you got any other top tips for coaches who work in this area that you'd be happy to share with us? No, absolutely. Thank you, Jenny. I mean, each coach is different, of course, and that's what makes us unique. I always would say it's important that we work on the mindset because the mindset is really limiting us. And then giving as well practical tools about how they can advance. And practical tools meaning I've got a workbook that I always share with my clients. And there they have something tangible which they can assess themselves, specifically also about who can help them. Because sometimes we don't even dare to ask. That's really important. Also about confidence. And the confidence is to try it. And if someone is really shy to try it, I really ask, okay, what could happen the worst? There is no end to the world. There is no death either if you fail. And there is no such failure. It's just a try which is not successful. So give that confidence and that kind of encouragement and empowerment to the client. They can try even one little step towards their goal. And that could be anything. We don't mind. I don't mind. And create your your group of people who can support you, your sponsors, create your own board of directors because you are the CEO of your career. You're the chief executive officer, chief empowerment officer. And there is always room for improvement for everyone. And I also request that asking feedback is important. And I don't even call feedback. I call this feed forward. So if we ask for any return, for any, like, how was my presentation, for example, it's actually a feed forward for you because you learn how to improve. Even a conversation with a client, a conversation with your manager, that helps you to even improve step by step towards your goal. So it's all about encouraging. It's all about giving the client as well some tangible tools where they can scribble and make their thoughts of and journaling. Journaling is really, really important. So it's not only about powerful questions, but also having that request to your client to journal. Success journal, gratefulness journal, that could be a little path to journal or an action journal. So we as coaches, as you know, are taking our clients always accountable. And these are some tips that I try always out with my clients and that works very well. A superb list. Thank you so much for sharing those with us. My final question for you, Julia, before I flip over the coin and speak to Jane, is why did you decide to become accredited? Because that gives you credibility in the marketplace. We know there's a lot of coaches out there, but to be to distinguish yourself from the crowd, it's important. And accreditation means that you are meeting the industry standards, and that's really important. And uh, that's a call out to everyone else as well. If you decide to work with a coach, make sure that they have a diploma, not only a certificate. A certificate is not enough, in my opinion, and be also accredited by an accreditation body. And that's very 
very important for the client because I want to deliver high standard and excellent services to my clients. And when you're accredited, that's the proof that you deliver. Thank you so much for your time, Julia. I'm going to flip over the coin now and speak to your client, Jane. Jane, tell me about yourself. Well, I've been actually working um, nearly 20 years and 10 years in the same company. And uh, um, I came to the point where I was asking myself uh, a lot of questions about uh, my role, uh, my contribution in my role. And I could feel some sense of um, unsatisfaction uh, with, the, with, the, uh, with the situation at work. And without really understanding what was the reason, uh, what was the objective, uh, where I was heading uh, towards, um, I wanted to be accompanied by a coach to help me uh, come back to the um, come back to the the essence of who I am. What is it I am expecting? How can I build a, a, a professional future, a successful professional future? And this is how um, I engage with Julia. Brilliant. And why did you choose Hulia to be your coach? Actually, I was recommended. I was talking uh, uh, with, uh, with a friend and I was recommended Hulia through a friend. Um, I had uh, been in, uh, already started some co- coaching uh, with, uh, in, in the past. I, I did have uh, a couple of coach, but um, I didn't feel that they were actually fitting exactly my expectation. I think that in a relation with a coach is also some kind, obviously there's the professionalism of the coach, there's also the personality, and there's also the the connection with the person where you feel you can really engage uh, on constructive uh, discussion. And uh, after the first session with Julia, I I, I immediately connected uh, with her and and really... uh, um, I could see myself building uh, a really constructive discussion. And how have you applied what you've learned through your coaching to your career? I would say uh, there, there is different phase in the coaching where are quite interesting. When we start discussing, we started discussing with Julia about my role in the company and, and what were my expectations. And very quickly, we actually shifted towards my, my, my values, uh, who I was, uh, what did I expect about life? So a bit more like generic life-related question that basically helped um, mature um, my thinking about my professional life. And um, so instead of going deep dive into uh, um, my ambi- professional uh, ambitions, we came back very much to the essence of uh, who am I, what am I expecting, um, what kind of work-life balance uh, do I want, uh, what are my values, what are my strengths beyond also uh, work in order to be able to start developing a conversation around, around work effectively. So it was quite interesting to come back to to me as a human being, with my feelings, with my life situation, uh, before we actually shifted uh, into a, a more concrete uh, 
conversation around uh, management of uh, my professional career. Um, so why am I saying this? Because the attitude and the mindset has a lot to do in the way you are actually uh, approaching um, a career change. And the first uh, uh, immediate uh, impact was more about having a positive change, at a uh, positive mindset uh, at, at work, being able to uh, um, step back a little bit, put a little bit the emotions aside, come back to the facts uh, in order to be able to approach all challenges at work with a little bit more of a constructive mindset. Uh, so that was with the current position. And then obviously, uh, Ulya has given me a, a lot of tools uh, to manage the transition, uh, to understand how I was uh, and how I should be selling myself uh, on the marketplace, how to approach company, uh, headhunters. Uh. My final question for you is, what would you say to other career coaches based on your experience as a client? I think what is very important is to find a person that fits you. And there's a lot of very, uh, very good coaches on the marketplace. But I think there is this kind of personal connection that is extremely important with the person also, that we're speaking the same language, that we have the same mindset. If you can feel you can be really honest and open with the person. I think this is extremely, uh, extremely important. And it, it does have to do with the professionalism uh, and the experience of the coach itself. But it, it, there is a part of personal connection that uh, is, uh, is also very subjective to, to, to anyone. So stick to the person you feel you can be tr true to yourself when you're talking to this person, open, and, and you can build a very transparent and constructive uh, relationship on the long, the long term. I think the second tip is engage with your coach on the long-term relationship. And it can be uh, 10 sessions, 20 sessions, 30 sessions. Um, I think it's important that there is a minimum of time of engagement because there is this really this first phase where you need to try to understand who you are and what it is exactly that you are looking for. When I reached out to Ulya, I was sure I wanted to change company and I wanted to be promoted to a bigger position. And as we were talking and discussing, there is a lot of other aspects in my research and, and all my questions that came uh, into light in terms of the role that I want to occupy, what is my mission and how I want to make a difference, uh, which um, came out of several conversations. And the third tip is do, do some homework next to, next to the coaching. I think it's very important to try and it doesn't mean sitting at your desk and trying to, you know, um, write down uh, your life and where you are. It can come from listening podcasts like this one. It can be through, a, a, I read a lot of books around personal development. I try to engage um, in different ways um, to educate myself about personal development and um and uh, to, to try and get to know better who I am, what am I expecting, where lie the opportunities, and all these inner reflection are very important and very and enriching the conversation I have with my coach each time we, we talk to each other. So I think there is 
in the process of being coach, don't expect that this person is going to answer all your question. Actually, not. You need to come with the answers to your question. Your coach is here really to accompany you and to help you ask yourself the right question and answer to it. And there's not one perfect answer. And this is what the beauty of having a long-term relationship with your coach is that really you mature your reflection, you mature your thinking, you mature your project, and you might end up, and we was saying earlier, you might end up somewhere you didn't expect you would end up. But at the end, what is important is that you started the coaching because something was wrong. You could feel something was wrong. Um, and you end up the, the coaching and saying you are in a better place. What a great discussion. Thank you so much, Julia and Jane. And if you would like to work with Julia, then she can be contacted at inkick.com. We're confident that anyone who attains an international authority for professional coaching and mentoring accreditation will be among the very best that the profession has to offer. So if you're someone who's interested in having some coaching or mentoring and want to find an accredited coach, mentor or training provider, or if you're a professional who's interested in becoming accredited, then please go to our website, coach-accreditation.services. And finally, if there's a topic that you would like me to cover on future episodes of Both Sides of the Coin, then I would love to hear from you. My email, jenny.podcast at coach-accreditation.services. Bye for now.